Hey Embrace, how's everybody doing today? Um, it is good to be with you. Uh, we are in the fourth message of our In Order series. Uh, we kicked it off by, Adam's done a great job. I just love this series. I don't know about you guys, but uh, we've uh, talked about first about getting our finances in order. Then we talked about getting our words in order. We had that awkward Sunday where Adam talked about getting our sex life in order. Can we start a Facebook page that just says, Adam, don't say boom shakalaka in church anymore. <laughs> I'd be all for that. I mean, I don't know how much more awkward it gets. And then today we're going to be talking about getting our priorities uh, in order. Uh, but I wanted to introduce myself first. My name is Travis. I used to be a long time ago, four years ago. It's not that long maybe. But I was a pastor here at 57th Street. But I know there's a lot of you that have no clue who I am. And now I'm the pastor over in T. T, hope you're doing uh, well today. But I just want to take a couple moments to introduce myself. Um, I'm married. Um, I have four kids, ages one, four, six, and eight. Uh, just a little advice. Four kids is too much. It's just... Dumb idea. Um, but they, I think Jim Gaffigan said it best. He said, you want to know what it's like to have four kids? Just imagine you're drowning. And then someone has you another baby. So we got handed another baby actually about three months ago. Uh, we didn't have enough children, so we traveled down to China to pick up another one because China makes everything now, including babies. Uh, she actually came with a sticker made in China. No, she didn't. Uh, but this is our daughter, Rin Gianni Waltner. Uh, she's awesome. She's four years old. We just love her to death. Uh, she is adjusting well and getting plugged into our family. And so that's, that's Rin. Uh, but having four kids uh, wasn't enough as well. So we added, had to add another uh, thing, I think, to our families. This is Hazel, our puppy right here. You guys are terrible. You all went off for the puppy and not my daughter. Come on. Uh, being, I'm not a fan of this dog. They poop. They pee. The dog licks my toes. I just can't stand the dog licking my toes. I did not want a dog, uh, but literally my wife turned my entire family against me. I had no choice. I was going to get kicked out of the household if I didn't accept this this dog. And so we were struggling to find a name for the dog. And my boys, they came up to me. They're like, Dad, Dad, we got to find a name. We got to find a name for this dog. And I said, hey, boys, I got the perfect name for this dog. Uh, let's call her Temporary. <laughs> so like, hey, girl, come here, Temporary. Maybe that will mean she'll be Temporary. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I love my family. And uh, this dog is slowly growing on me. Um, but uh, in two and a half months, we added a kid and a dog and a lot of craziness to our life. If I'm being real, I feel like our life has been kind of turned upside down. And I've had to really sit there, my wife and I, we'd have, we've had to analyze, like, what are our priorities? Like, what are the things that are most important to us? Because life has completely changed. And my guess is almost every single one of you have had ex an experience in your life which has caused you to say, man, I need to reevaluate my priorities. Now, the question for me is, what does that word mean, priorities? I mean, we, we throw that word around all the time. I'm kind of a word guy, so I looked this up in the dictionary. And this is the definition of priority. A thing that is regarded as more important than another. Let me say that one more time. A thing 
that is regarded as more important than another. So we have all kinds of things that we do in our lives. Like we walk the dog, we go to lunch, we go to bathroom, we go to the work, we get on Facebook, we watch Netflix. A priority is out of all the things that we do in our life, we all have a ton of things that we do, a priority is what is the most important. What is the most important? I want to do a little exercise with you. As you came in, you should have got one of these rulers, right? If you'd pull that out right now, my greatest fear is that none of you would actually have this. But if you'd pull out that ruler, and I want you uh, to find the centimeter side because the metric system is awesome. I was a math major, and if you're a math major, you love the metric system. It makes every calculation so much easier. Don't worry, it's the only thing European that I actually like, so we're good. But I want you to find on this, on the centimeter side, I want you to find your age. So I'm 36 years old, so I'm going to go all the way to the 36. And once you find your age, I want you just to rip off at that number. And then I want you to hold up 36, well, whatever your age is, all the way to zero. Okay, this right here. This represents our past, right? All of our failures, all of our successes, all of our experiences, but we can't get our past back, right? Our past is over. There's nothing we can do to change the past. So I want you just to take the past and I want you to drop it behind you, okay? Just drop it on someone. It doesn't matter. Drop it behind you. Hey, I know some of you are nosy. Leave everybody's past alone. You don't need to pick up someone's past. And start looking at it. Okay, now I want you to pick up the remainder of uh, this measuring tape. And I want you to find the age in which you think that you are going to pass away. The age that you think you are going to die. We're not predicting anything, but if you eat a lot of Big Macs, let's be realistic. If you don't wear a seatbelt, take that into consideration. And if you got four kids, you don't have a chance to make it past 80. So just... Make sure you take that. So go all the way over to the age that you think that you will pass away. And I want you to rip that off right there. And hold that up. The section from when you think you're going to die until the end. This represents our eternity. This is the time, if we are in Christ, this is the time we will spend with Jesus forever. So I just want you to drop that in front of you. Like so. So what are we left with? What are we left with? We are left with all that's left. For me, 36 to 82. For you, maybe 17 to 92. How many said you're going to live to be 100? Raise your hand if you said you're going to live to 100. Come on, get real. Um, or, or... Uh, maybe you're 75 uh, to 92. Uh, Whatever you picked, at the best, this is what we have left. Now, now get what I'm about to say. Our priorities, the things that we make as the most important in our lives, will define how this goes. There's no question about it. The things that we put as most important will define how the rest of this goes. Question for you. 
If your current priorities were to extend for the rest of your life, would you be happy with the rest of your life? Better question, would Jesus be happy with your life if your current priorities extended for the rest of this tape measure? This is so important. We can't get this wrong. This is all we have left. And the priorities we keep will define how this go. Um, some of us might not, be, uh, might not be sure what our priorities are. Uh, it can be difficult to know what are the most important things in our lives, but I think there's two questions that can help us with this. The first question is, uh, where do you spend the most of your time? We might think that we have a priority, but actually when we look at how much time we spend on it, it isn't a priority. We spend more time on Facebook than we do with our family. So first off, where are you spending most of your time? Second question that will help you define what your priorities are is what gets you excited? What gets your blood pumping? What makes you laugh? What makes you cry? What is the thing that gives you life? Maybe it's sleeping. Maybe it's spreadsheets. I love spreadsheets. You know, maybe it's family or Netflix. But what is the thing that gets your blood pumping? So I want you to mentally right now think in your head, each one of us, if you're being honest with yourself and you ask yourself these two questions, you know, where am I spending my time? What gets me excited? I want you to mentally think of two or three of your priorities. Okay, we're going to hop into Proverbs now and take a look at how God tells us to get our priorities uh, in order. So Proverbs uh, 21.9 says this, Good planning and hard work lead to prosperity, but hasty shortcuts lead to to poverty. I think the question this proverb, this proverb is asking of our priorities is, are our, pri- are our priorities leading to prosperity or poverty? Or a better way to ask it is, are our priorities adding value to our lives or subtracting value from our lives? I want to be real with you guys this morning. Um, I am addicted to this thing. Anybody else? Raise it a high. And we're just going to throw it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I am addicted to this thing. But I don't get into the Facebook, the Instagram, Snapchat. I don't get into the social media stuff. Uh, I'm addicted to watching videos and reading articles about the Vikings. I mean, literally, when they made that catch about a week ago, I watched every YouTube video. I watched every angle. I read every article. Uh, Interesting enough, the past week, I haven't read much about them. I don't know what happened with that. Um, But I I read articles on 1500 ESPN, Vikings.com, The Daily Norseman, uh, ESPN.com, NFL.com. I follow all the Vikings beat writers on Twitter, and I say this all to just tell you how sick I am. Now, it's okay to be a fan, right? It's okay to be a fan of a team, but the truth is, uh, when we look at that tape measure, at the end of my life, I don't think cheering and spending all that time with the Vikings is going to add much value to my life. I mean, they ain't going to win a Super Bowl. Let's just get real, guys. It ain't happening. It didn't happen this year. It ain't ever happening. 
And the truth is also is if it takes time away from my family, not only is it not adding value from my life, but spending time doing that on my phone is actually subtracting value from my life. So as you look at your priorities, as you examine those two to three things you thought of in your head, are they adding value to your life or are they subtracting value? Uh, the second verse that speaks to our, pro, uh, to our priorities is found in Proverbs 21, 2. And this is what it says. Uh, People may be right in their own eyes, but the Lord examines the heart. I think the question that this proverb is asking us is, are our priorities focused on God or ourselves? That word examine in the verse, it actually it literally means to weigh. So the Lord, he weighs our priorities. He looks at the intentions of our decisions, and he weighs whether they are good or bad. Uh, the other day, um, I, was, I was at the mall, because that's where I hang, I guess. But I was at the mall, and I saw this kid, and he had a shirt on. And this is what the shirt said. I'm sure you've seen this before. It said, only God can judge me. Anybody seen those before? Only God can judge me, which really means, hey, I'm 16, don't tell me what to do. You know, that's, that's really what that, that shirt means. But I saw the shirt and I just got to thinking, I'm like, that shirt's actually really true. Like, only God can judge us. And he does. He, God weighs the motives and the intentions of our priorities. And the fact that God weighs our intentions and the motives are our priorities, that's one of the most important things in the entire world. Who cares what I say about your priorities? Who cares what you think about your own priorities? The infinite wise God weighs them. And he knows. There ain't no fake news when it comes to our priorities. He knows whether the intentions are good or bad. And I think one of the ways that he weighs the intentions of our priorities is by seeing if we are doing things for ourselves or for God. Um, as you sat and you thought about your top two or three priorities, uh, were any of them focused around God? Or were they all focused around yourself? Uh, why are you in church today? Why did you come to church? Did you come because, man, I want to hear from God? Or did you just come because your wife drug you or someone drug you here? Um, why, uh, why did I come to church today? Like, why am I here? Why Do I believe that God can say something through me? Or am I doing this? Am I just here because it is my job and Adam Weber told me I needed to do this? Like, the intentions of our heart matter. Do we spend any time at all alone in God's word? Do we spend any time? If God is real, and this is one of the biggest things, a lot of us are here today and we'll say, I believe God's real. Well, we don't really believe it because we don't live like he's real, right? If he really was real, is there any more important task that you can possibly do than spending just a little time with the God of the universe? There isn't. It's one of the most important things we do, yet we don't for some reason. 
we can really evaluate everything we do through this lens. Is it for God or is it for ourselves? When we give money to charity, do we give money because we feel good about it or do we feel, give money because we know it was God's uh, in the first place? When we go to work in the morning, do we do it just because we have to do the daily grind? we got to provide. Or do we do it because we serve a God who loves working a hard. Do we work out daily just so we can look a little bit better in the mirror? Or do we work out daily because God has given us a body and he tells us in the Bible that we need to take care of it? Are our priorities focused around ourselves or around God? Now, I am not trying to make anyone feel guilty today. And this is why. Because when we focus our priorities around God, life is better. It's not perfect. I never said that. But when we focus our priorities around God, life is better. Don't leave here feeling guilty. I don't attend church enough. I don't get in the word enough. I don't do anything for God. No, no, that's not the point. Guilt is never a good motivation. The love of God is our motivation that a life with him is better than the life that we would choose. So as you look at your two to three priorities that you kind of mentally put in your brain, are any of them focused around God or are they all focused around ourselves? Uh, the last verse that speaks to our priorities is found in verse 29. And it says, The wicked bluff their way through, but the virtuous plan before they act. Uh, I believe this verse is asking the question of our priorities. Are our priorities planned or not planned? Because if we don't plan Life will just uh, happen. Uh, when I was 10 years old, I, was, I went fishing with my uncle and my dad. My uncle was a guide up at Lake Hawaii. He had this beautiful boat, brand new fishing boat with like this 300 horse motor. It was like top of the line when I was 10 years old. And so we're out fishing and I'm fishing I'm in the driver's seat. Now, I'm, not, I'm still to this day don't really like fishing. It gets really boring if we're not catching fish. And so I'm getting really bored, 10 years old. And so I'm sitting in the boat, and I decide, I'm going to start pressing buttons. So I just start pressing buttons on his boat. We get done fishing. My uncle hops behind the steering wheel, and he goes to start it. Boat won't start. He goes back to the motor. He literally rips the motor apart and is digging in, trying to figure out how to start the boat. Can't figure it out. We have to get another boat to tow us, tow us into shore. And they took the boat to the mechanic, and the mechanic couldn't even figure out what was wrong. Next day, we don't have my uncle's boat anymore. So my dad and I, we take our boat out. And I'm sitting in the driver's seat again. I got bored again. And I start pressing buttons. I'm an idiot. What am I doing? I start pressing buttons. My dad gets in behind the steering wheel, goes to turn it. It doesn't start. And he immediately looks over at me. He says, Travis, what did you do? What I didn't know is boats have something called a kill switch. And on both boats, I had hit the kill switch on the boat so that it wouldn't uh, run. What I realize in looking back at that story is a boat is pretty useless when you've hit the kill switch. When the motor doesn't work, 
you were simply stuck in the middle of the lake. And you know the only way you can move is by the wind and the waves. Uh, Have you hit the kill switch on your life? Are you letting the waves of life dictate your priorities? Or do you have a motor that's planning and setting of course for what is the most important in your life? I think not having a plan for our priorities is like hitting the kill switch on a boat. If you don't have a plan, and this is so true, if you don't have a plan, the world will plan it for you. The waves and the wind of the world will take you wherever they want us to go. we got to turn on the motor and set a plan. Benjamin Franklin said it best. You are either failing to plan or planning to fail. Uh, Like I said earlier, I've added a child and a puppy, and I've had to completely reevaluate my priorities. Uh, I had been getting up three mornings a week, Uh, early in the morning to work out, and I just can't do it anymore. My kids are getting up too early. I can't leave my wife to get up with them all the time. So I've had to completely relook at my priorities. And if I'm being really honest with you, um, since I got back from China in November, I've completely hit the kill switch on my life. I've completely hit the kill switch, and I am just going with the flow. Whatever wave takes me, that's where I go. Wherever the wind blows, uh, that's where I go. So this past week, because I can't be a hypocrite before you, I sat down and I planned out, or I sat down and I analyzed, what are my three to five top priorities? And I actually had more than five, but I, so I need to kind of bring that down a little bit. But I planned, and then I took, when I looked at my calendar, and I said, how do I get these things into my schedule? Because if they don't get into my schedule, I won't uh, do them. So my wife and I, we added a date night to take our two older kids out. Of course, we can't call it date night because they're boys, so we have to call it like mom and dad hang time. And <laughs> like the idea of date night. Um, so, but the first night we went and did this with my oldest son, I sat down with him and he looked at me and he said, Dad, this is one of the greatest things ever, that you would take time to spend with me. It's so hard to get one-on-one time with the older kids, with, with four now. Also, I've been, I've been struggling, being real with you, just to get daily time with Jesus. And so I've started setting my alarm at 5.30 in the morning. I'm a morning per- person. You don't have to do this. So I can just get up and I can journal. I have to journal or else I can't pray. Journal and read God's word, even for 30 minutes, because I just can't let the winds and the waves of the world just kind of move me away from that. Uh, these are small things, uh, but they are so important. You don't have to follow what I did, but you got to get a plan. So ask yourself this question. Have you hit the kill switch on your life? And then ask yourself the question, how do I get the motor running again? Um, You guys, as you uh, came in, you should have gotten a sticky note, a post-it note. If you would want to pull that out. Uh, What I want us to do... Uh, with this post-it note is really, really simple. We're going to do a simple planning exercise here. I want you to write on this post-it note what is one thing you need to add to your life. Second thing, what is one thing you need to subtract from your life? Too often we bite off way more than we can chew. So let's keep it really simple. 
What is one thing you need to add to your life? And what is one thing that you need to subtract? And here's the most important part. After you write that down, take this home with you and do it. I am one of the most undisciplined people I know. I have a lot of great ideas, and I never follow through. This is too important. The life that we had right there, it is defined by the priorities we keep. And we want to do things for Jesus. We don't want to waste our lives. So these things, we have to take them and we have to do them. So just write down two things. What's one thing you need to add to your life? What's one thing you need to subtract? I'm going to give you a couple minutes to write those down. Would you pray with me? God, we just submit these. Uh, We think of worship as singing. We think of worship as praying, maybe even preaching. But man, writing this down is worship. It's saying, man, we want to be more like Jesus. We don't want to let the world define what's important to us. We want to make a stand. We We want to get our motor going in the right direction in order that we can have priorities that aren't focused on ourselves but are focused on Jesus, help us to do this. Bring to mind the things that we need to hear. We love you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.